Welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives podcast. I am your host, Amy Diane Ross, wife, mother, Bible teacher, who's passionate to disciple women through life using the Word of God. On this podcast, we will use the Bible to discuss topics that we all face from emotional and mental struggles, married life, single life, physical health, and everything in between. If you are ready to live in victory in every area of your life while learning the Word of God, I'm here to help. The Bible really does have all the answers for life's crazy roller coaster ride, and I'm excited that you have chose me to ride along with you. We have a review today, five stars from Anna, and she says, powerful and impactful. Just listened to the episode released April 5th and found it so powerful and impactful. It was a great reminder of how Joseph still clung to the Lord despite all the bad situations in his life and how God's greater purpose and plan was at work through it all. Amy's passion, energy, and love for God's word really shines through. I know God will use this impact for great impact for his kingdom. We'd love to see the topic of grieving covered in a future episode too. For those of us who have lost a loved one and trying to understand it through the lens of the Bible, and continue walking with the Lord. May your podcast continue to bless and impact many listeners. Thank you so much, Anna. Yes, I definitely will be talking about grief on this podcast. As many of you know, I am a grief recovery specialist. And so I actually, um, my heart is near and dear to grievers who have lost loved ones or have had any kind of loss. And so I will definitely be bringing that in future episodes. Thank you so much for taking the time to give a five-star review on this podcast. It really does help get it out there to other people who really need to know and learn and hear God's word. So if you would be so kind to do the same, I just may read it on this podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Hello. So today I have another question that came through from a young lady. Her question is, she said, I need advice. I have a question. My boyfriend is Muslim and I am Christian. We really love each other. We respect each other's differences in religion. We are starting to get more serious. And now I am wondering if it would be okay for us to get married. I am concerned that our future children will not be able to celebrate certain holidays or not be allowed to be a Christian. Well, that's a very good question. So as with all my responses, what does the Bible say? Um, first, we know that the Bible does say to not be equally unyoked. So that's going to be my first response. We are not to be in any type of covenant, contractual um, relationship, if you will, that is not equal in salvation. This is very important. Um, Paul addresses this question in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 through 18, where he says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? What concord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? or an unbeliever. Um, this is really important to understand. 
first of all, we shouldn't be in a relationship with anybody who is not a believer. Um, as far as, you know, a close friendship, marriage, relationship, anything that's binding, you know, what do we have in common? You know, I'm not talking about like associations. I'm talking about close um, friends, boyfriends, business partnerships. I would be very cautious with anything that can have an impact on your life, an impact on your decision-making, on the way you're going to be living or doing things. When you are yoked up in contract or you are yoked up with somebody in where you're supposed to have the same common goal to do something. Um, in this case, it would be marriage, the common goal to get married, have children, raise these children, be a representation to a lost world of, of marriage covenant. And see, when you're dating, you know, we don't always think about what it's going to, how it's going to impact us in the future. You have those butterflies, you're super happy. This is why I always say love is, is it can be like a drug because it literally takes down our inhibitions. It, it, it galls our senses as far as like thinking rationally, um, thinking about consequence. Um, you know, we get really caught up in the emotions and the just the feelings and the excitement and all those things that can come along with love. Um, but this is where, you know, the Lord has warned us you know, do not, this is a command, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. This will absolutely impact the rest of your life in ways that you can't even fathom right now because you're in this new stage of love and excitement. And I just love him. He's so cute and he's blah, 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 you know? And, um, but here's the deal. If you're truly born again, then Christ has come and made a home with you. He lives inside of you. He now possesses you, if you will. He has he has taken ownership of your life. And when we are yoked up with an unbeliever, we are yoking Christ up with that unbeliever. And it talks about that in 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 17. Now there it's talking about sexual immorality, yoking Christ up with a harlot or a prostitute or um, with somebody when you're sexually immoral because you become one. Well, what do you think happens if, if, when you get married? You know, if you're not already um, even already engaging in marital acts, which if you are, we need to stop that immediately um, because that's another topic. But for the sake of argument, let's just say you're dating somebody and you're wanting to know where to go from here. It says, do not yoke the Lord his body up with an unbeliever because it is literally yoking light and darkness up together. We are to come out from this world. We are to be separated. We are to be holy. Jesus warned us that when we follow him, when we become born again, that it is going to cost us to do so. That's why he says, count the cost for, for, for signing up to, uh, you know, worship me for signing up to profess me to say that I'm going to be a Christ follower. Know what you're signing up for. It is not 
you know, this an easy walk. It is a narrow road. And Christ said, the reason why it's so narrow and the reason why so few are on it is because it's a hard road. Well, this is one of those hard things that Jesus is talking about in Mark 10, 29 through 31, that we will lose houses. We will lose jobs. We can lose um, brothers and sisters and loved ones because their friendships, um, it, it's going to cost us everything to follow him. And so this is one of those exact scenarios where you have fallen in love or, or you're really into this guy. You, you, you like a lot of things about him and now you're saying, but I want to follow Christ. And see, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. You'll obey my commands. Those who love Jesus are obedient to him. He is not just our savior. He's also our Lord. And that term Lord literally means master. He owns our life. We are, we are indebted to him to live as he has commanded us to live. He is our, you know, Lord and master, God, our father, we are his children. And in first Peter, it says, and we are to walk as obedient children. Well, one of those things is do not be unequally yoked. Not only is it a command, God does not want us to be unequally yoked for you're yoking up Christ's body, um, like a harlot with, with a harlot or with an unbeliever, with an infidel, but also you it's gonna hinder your walk. It is going to absolutely hinder the call on your life to marry an unbeliever. When times get tough, he is not gonna be able to wash you in the word. He's not going to be able to lead you spiritually. He is actually, the closer you get to Christ, the more you're going to annoy him, the more it's going to actually bother him because you are representing someone he doesn't actually want to be like or live like or whatever. And so you're really signing up for a host of issues. John 14, 15 says, those who love me will obey my commands. This is Jesus talking. It talks about even in the Old Testament, you know, it talks about Deuteronomy 22.10. You know, we are not to even, they weren't even allowed to like mix cloths. They weren't allowed to use like a donkey and an ox to plow the fields. They weren't allowed to mix the different seeds. And I mean, they, but they, there's a lot of rules. Okay. Well, one reason was obviously because the pagan nations did that and he wanted his people to be completely separated from the pagan cultures and what they did but the spiritual symbolism is to not be in unholy combinations to not have unholy combinations unequally yoked things coming together because they cannot come together there will be a um They'll, they'll strive with one another. They will they will not be able to come together as one unit. And so, you know, this has always been a thing throughout all of um, our Old Testament, New Testament, that when God has called you out from among the world, dear sister, he has called you unto holiness and unto himself to be separated from the world and the world's philosophies and the world's religions and the world's idols and the world's um, sins and desires. And no matter how nice somebody is, no matter how, how, how many wonderful things that they do, if they are not following Jesus Christ, truly born again and following him, then he, they, then you will be yoking yourself up with an unbeliever 
and it will absolutely drastically affect the rest of your life in many ways. One way is your future children. Your future children will be raised in a house that's divided. They're not going to know, well, do I follow mom's religion? Do I follow dad's religion? Well, these have eternal consequences. One leads to death and eternal damnation. The other one leads to life and eternal life. Another thing that we know is that men have very powerful influences in the home, as they should. This is the federal head. God has put them in this in charge of the spiritual well-being of the family. And so if he's not following Christ, you're going to constantly be going up against his federal headship. There's going to be that constant fighting back and forth. And he's going to have a greater influence as the father because he is the father and that's how God designed it. So the likelihood of your children, either A, being Muslim or B, not choosing any religion and just saying, this is really crazy and messed up. All I did was watch my parents fight. All I did was watch them argue back and forth. You know, it was a very, I got raised in a house that was divided. You know, we celebrated all these stuff. You know, they're going to be raised in mass confusion. It's also going to be very difficult for you to submit to a man who is not going to be able to spiritually lead you and guide you. And eventually is going to be very irritated with your faith. If you are truly walking out of authentic Christian faith, if you're just professing Christ, but not living like Christ, he's not going to care. If you're truly born again, you're going to grow in Christ. You're going to grow in the word. You're going to grow in your biblical worldview. And it's going to be very different from his. And it's going to cause you to not be able to be the woman that God has called you to be. He is not going to want you to sacrifice your time, talent, and treasure for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the enemy will always be able to use him to thwart anything that God is trying to do in your life. Um, of course, God allows that. He's sovereign, but that's still true. I just heard this quote recently. So it's funny that you asked this question because I'd actually heard this a couple of weeks ago. The um, He said, if you get married to an unbeliever, your father-in-law is the devil. I'm going to say that again. You get married to an unbeliever, your new father-in-law is the devil. Because first John says, if we are not children of God, we are children of the devil. I don't, it doesn't matter how nice they are. It doesn't matter how sincere they are in their religion. It doesn't matter those things. If they're not following Jesus Christ, if they are not truly born again with the regenerated work of the Holy Spirit, sanctified in God, then they are still children of the devil. They're not children of God. And so you've invited the devil into your home, into your marriage, to be the grandfather of your of your of your children. And and again, you're not thinking of the long-term repercussions. You're living in the now, you're living in the the tingles and the feelings and the I want to be married, I want to have kids. And he checks most of my boxes, but he doesn't check this one box. He's not a Christian, sweetheart. That's the biggest box he needs to check. That is box number one that he has to check for you. If you are a born again believer, he has to check check that box because if he doesn't check that box, it's going to affect every other box in your life. And God can work out other boxes. 
but God is not guaranteed to make him a believer just because you married him. And you're going to be asking yourself, you're going to be putting yourself in a position where now you're having to um, cry out and plea and, and pray for and fast and go to church alone. And, and always, it's going to be a huge problem always, unless God so graciously does save him. But we are not to disobey the command of not being unequally yoked in the hopes that someday he'll get saved. We have to be obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I urge you to, um, first and foremost, you know, I pray that you have a church, a biblical, a biblical church that teaches the word of God that has biblical elders in place where they meet the qualifications of first Timothy chapter three, um, that you can sit down with and you can, um, maybe talk to them about what's going on and they can give you advice and they can help pray you through it and they can help you, um, you know, get out of this relationship. Um, hopefully you have maybe even a spiritual, um, mom in your life or some women. Um, I, I pray that you go to a healthy church. If you do not, um, you need one first and foremost, we all do. We need to be a part of a body of believers that are holding each other accountable to God, his word and one another. And so, um, but my advice to you without ever actually talking to you is based solely on the information that you've given me. And I would tell you that you need to leave this relationship based on what the Bible says, um, based on what scripture says, you are unequally yoked. You, that it is disobedient to the Lord and it is going to bring you nothing but heartache and your children heart, your future children heartache. Um, and there's no guarantee that he'll ever become saved. And so as hard as it's going to be, but Jesus said it was a hard road to follow him. It's not easy to follow him and that we're going to have to make these hard decisions. Um, and so, but we're here for you. If you need me, you can always, uh, Go to our website, message me, um, and get a part of our sisterhood on Facebook. There's other sisters that would love to pray with you, talk with you about it. Um, we are here to help in any way that we can. Um, I'm here to help any way I can um, to help you get through these things. And um, I'll, I'll just be praying for you. Lord, I ask that um, you just help her make the decision that she needs to make in this situation, that you help her... Um, Give her the strength to be obedient to your word, to walk away from a situation that you have warned her about that's not going to be healthy for her in the long run. Let her know that her Boaz is out there and it just may have to wait a little longer, but you will work all things out um, for her good and for your glory. And I pray, I pray that her Muslim boyfriend gets saved and set free. Um, I do pray that he, uh, becomes saved and set free and, um, and that, uh, if that be your will, Lord, then, then I'll let that happen. But until then I pray the strength for her to just passionately pursue a, a relationship with you and be so sold out to you that nothing else matters, but you, and that you really do become her bridegroom um, in the sense of her understanding that you are her bridegroom and that that is enough, that you are enough until, and, and, um, that you'll bring her 
the man that will help her grow in her gifts and grow in her calling and be all that she is called to be. And that together they can do more as one yoked couple, yoked in you, than she could ever do alone and certainly ever do in an unequally yoked relationship. So I hope that helped you, sister. Thank you so much for such a wonderful, powerful question. And God bless you. I pray you enjoyed the teaching today. If God has blessed you in any way, then head over to the review section and leave five stars. I may just share your review right here on this podcast. Also, share this episode with anyone you believe will be blessed by today's teachings. If you want to connect with me and be a part of an amazing sisterhood of believers, then head over to our Facebook group. The link and all other links that I mentioned in this show today are in the show notes below. Just click on them and they'll take you where you want to go. As a reminder, be the church today, wherever God has you, shining the light and the love of Jesus. Y'all mean the world to me. Until next time.